Hello and welcome to Respect, the San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest weekly video podcast with me, Micaiah, and my gorgeous co-host, Brandi Beasley. What's up, y'all? What is up is that if you haven't heard the big, huge galactic news is that we are back live at the Palace of Fine Arts Theater and people who love the SF International Hip Hop Dance Fest are absolutely thrilled because here we are doing this again. Tickets are on sale, aren't they, Brandy? Tickets are on sale. The Dance Fest is November 11th through 13th. That's going to come up. It's going to be here before you know it. So you got to go on sfhiphopdancefest.com and get your tickets now. Back in action at the Palace in San Francisco. You know what year this is? This is our 24th year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And we want to make it to the 25th year, right? So buy your tickets, go online, you can donate at the same um, website, and you also can come out to One Love, our annual fundraiser. That's gonna be on November 3rd. I'm excited. I'm really excited about one, the interactive mural, and also about the world premiere of the documentary, Juggernaut, it's, it has a name now. Yeah, featuring female and Yeah, it's done had a name. I'm excited because of course it was my project, but it was a, it's a documentary that uh, was shot of um, the process. Part of the documentary is the process of me choreographing for this all female youth dance group. And part of it is just about them and their past, present, and futures. And um, this group, this youth group is called Feline Finesse. And they have a little dance studio in Bayview's Hunter Point. And they were so delightful and fun to work with. And so that's what Juggernaut is about. Juggernaut is what we ended up naming Peace. And I figured it might be great to name the film the same. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited, like you said, that here we are in the 24th year and, and the pandemic definitely uh, depleted our funds. Um, uh, we have given uh, people shows the last two years, have we not? Yes, we did. Um, what was it, 2020? We did a fully virtual show. Um, we hosted from like a remote location, right? And then um, 2021 last year. Wow. Sometimes I'm like, what years? When? Um, the pandemic, right? It, it it messed up time. Yeah. But yeah, last year we did a viewing party and that was really cool because it wasn't fully virtual. So it's nice to just get together again. And now we're back all the way, 100%. Back all the way. Yes. I, I, I yesterday I don't remember what I was talking about, but you know, I'm kind of one of those mamas that like to feed people. And I I say that in a literal sense, but I also say that as a person who wants to present or even as a teacher, I'm just like, here, have some more, have some more, have the best. And 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 the last two years, although virtual, you know, both feet were put in these shows and they were outstanding. If I can remind you, we had John Bugs, we had Hilti and Bob among other huge orbs of shining light that were so such an honor to have in our festival although it was a recorded event it was spectacular 
I didn't, I didn't like pull back. And I think I feel that way about this year. Oh my goodness, we're back. So I'm going to just dish, dish, dish as much as I can. And then, you know, hope that people appreciate it as they always do. This year we have people coming from New York, all over California, Norway and Paris. And, you know, Mother Micaiah is not going to leave, make you leave hungry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. I can't wait to hear just the interaction from the audience. Right. Because when we're virtual, we, we, you know, there's, there's, that wasn't there, especially 2020, 2021, somewhat with the viewing party, but now we get to have like, that's, yeah, that, that is some of the life of the show. Anyone that has yet to go, you just moved to San Francisco. Uh, we encourage you to see this one of a kind legendary event that honors the artistry of these dance. And it's mind blowing. And um, with that, uh, I just want to say that part of the way that I curate the show is um, in the past has been by applications. People apply online and they apply from everywhere. I mean, absolutely everywhere. And um, it is, it's such a privilege to see what work people are doing all over the world. And this year I did something different. I commissioned a few people. And our guest today is a representative of a two commission works that will be performed in festival. Randy, who are, who is our guest? So we have Alejandro Prince Ali Flores with us here today. Um, he's going to be in Dance Fest as well as the dance crew that he's in, Playboys Inc. So Prince Ali Flores was born and raised in San Jose, California, and his love for music uh, and dance led him to discover the artistic expression of hip hop during his early teenage years. So in 2005, he began his journey popping a dance style created right here in California. I'm a California girl with, with roots uh, in Oakland in the 1960s with a style called Boogaloo. So since then, he's been given the chance to represent alongside some of the longest running dance crews in the Bay Area, one of which is Playboys Inc. They were founded in 1981. They've been the premier popping crew for over 40 years here in the Bay Area. And they were established at the height of the popping craze. So their members have traveled globally to compete in world-class competitions, as well as share the history and culture of dance through teaching. And this group has, they have a variety of styles that they specialize in, in not just popping, but also strutting, boogaloo, tutting, waving, and robot. And let's get school today on, you can leave here, you can know what all of those are. So really excited to have Prince Ali with us here today. Hello, hello. Good Hi. morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning. Hey. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. With us. Well, Brandy and I wanted to just get right to it. We want to know because Playboys has been around for 40 years and they are all about the preservation of the culture and the education of dance history. I mean, I know it's a big ask, but can you not only educate us and our, but our listeners about some of this dance history that you all are so well-versed in? Yeah, of course. Um, so our crew was established in 1981 by an, uh, 
a man that was known as Playboy Rob, rest in peace. Um, and in this time period, our, our basically our group president, uh, Money B or Brian Moreno, um, was basically a 12-year-old boy who also was into popping and boogaloo at the time, uh, joined the group and was basically the one that carried the torch. And so I want to say in early early 90s, he kind of like, resurfaced with the dance and started recruiting new members and so you know fast forward you know 2008 2009 uh you know m you know myself a couple of my friends who were into popping at the time met him and recruited us being uh kind of his newer generation so um and it's just this has been going forward ever since so um as far as the dance history itself goes um this dance traces back to a style of boogaloo um, out of Oakland, which is characterized by a lot of hard stops, soul stepping, um, you know, hitting. Um, and this is like in the, the height of the civil rights movement in the 1960s. So, yeah, this is like basically the heart of the dance. And then as time evolved, you know, more cultures got involved and, and people started, to, you know, adding in different elements. And so where we're at now, or we call it popping, and we're we're add, adding a lot of different elements like waving, tutting, gliding, um, uh, ticking, and animating things like that. So it's pretty crazy. <laughs> mm. So okay, let's go back to the beginning. Nineteen eighty-one. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was over forty years ago. I know because that was a very significant year for me, but that's not about me. Nineteen eighty-one. Um, the founder, where, where did he learn popping? Like, because you're saying that he was in, he was in San Jose, right? Yes. So yeah. what's the origin story of that? So, uh, to my knowledge, just how, uh, it was basically kind of a trickle down effect. So, uh, if things with ground zero was Oakland, um, and over time kind of, you know, just information just got passed. Like, you got to think like, these were like middle schoolers high schoolers and if you knew somebody from that area whether it was your cousin or maybe it was a friend or maybe you went to a talent show and saw it you know because there was a lot of talent shows back then like richmond talent shows oakland talent shows you know different groups from all over the bay area um if you had you you know an opportunity to see that you know you were like bringing it back home with you and just practicing it so from to my knowledge playboy rob the founder actually was um, close friends with people on his block. And this is like in East San Jose, California, like 1980s. Um, there was a group that were called the Puppetrons. Mm -hmm. And um, they were uh, a Samoan group uh, that actually would strut. And they actually competed, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the Richmond talent shows and actually like made a name for themselves doing some uh, strutting routines, which is what we're going to actually be performing for the show is a full on strutting piece mixed in with some popping elements. But um, yeah, that's basically what we're doing. Just kind of paying homage to that style uh, through and through. Okay. So because there was no internet, right. Mostly like, Oh, I happened to be in Richmond or Oakland and, and meeting and seeing people and, and actual human interaction instead of, I saw this on YouTube and I'm just gonna, you know, try to get that from some virtual source. Yeah. I think uh, the, the word of mouth thing of just like, you know, you had to be there um, was definitely like a huge factor. And I think it's one of the things that like we, 
as newer members try to preserve, although we have the internet to kind of like pass along information, like, like for me, like I, I value it, uh, like highly. It's like, I just like to show up and just show the craft in person, you know? And then to think about back then and like how people were basically exchanging information then it's like, you literally found out about this dance, whether it was through a friend or maybe a cousin that maybe you, your family member that you saw, you know, once a year and they were like, Hey, up in Oakland, we're doing this, you know? And they'd be like, yo, that's like, that'll blow your mind. And they'd be like, okay, let me try my hand at that. And then they kind of just was a snowball effect. So if you think, once again, Oakland being ground zero for this dance that eventually like transferred over to communities over in San Francisco, which they created strutting. And then by the time, you know, things kind of trickled down because San Jose is at the bottom. So we're already combining things like boogaloo, roboting, strutting. Um, at this time, we started adding this continuous hit which is known as popping um, all these elements uh, kind of coming together at this time period, you know, in the 1980s um, it was like this, like melting pot of different styles, um, which is really, really interesting. So popping uh, is very, very prevalent in San Jose during this time period. Are you good? So I have a, a question. So it's funny side note in the probably early to mid eighties, I was all the way overseas in Japan because my mom was air force. And like, we were trying to do these dances way over there. Like, so it was everywhere, but you know, in general, when you hear people talk about these styles, they kind of say popping and locking and they, you know, and they, they leave out the strutting and the, that are the, and tutting and, and they leave all that out. So how did that, like, where did that kind of phrase come from and how did they come to be kind of joined together, even though they're completely different styles? Yeah, I think it was more of a media thing. So to be honest with you, I think, I think over time, um, the media got a hold of these, uh, the, the terminology and kind of just like lumped it together. Cause I know for, for one, like speaking to like my OGs, like there was a time and point where everything was under the umbrella of break dancing when it really wasn't, it was like, you know, breaking was its own thing. Then you had pop in, then you had locking and there were all these separate styles that came from different communities. Um, and so like, for example, like breaking's from New York pop in is from, you know, Northern, uh, Northern California has its roots. Right. And then, uh, and then you got locking from Southern California, which is from South Central LA. And so, you know, rest in peace, Don Campbell, the, you know, creator of that style. It's like, um, it kind of over time as, as the interest grew and then in the media, it's like, it kind of all just kind of got it clumped together, unfortunately. But, you know, nowadays I feel like there's a, you know, slowly becoming a lot more awareness of these styles. You have a lot of teachers that are educating people on this, um, which is great. And then, you know, also honoring the OGs that were there during this time period and really trying to give them their flowers. So it's, 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 it's good that these things are changing. I think with, with all of us, we can say that our history was taught to us by people people who were there or knew someone that was there. Although, you know, Brandy and I are older than you, we weren't there. And it and it, it it's only for me, that's why anytime I want someone asks me as a representative of the Hip Hop Dance Fest to talk about the history, I bring other people to help me because there are a lot 
of different stories, you know, and sometimes they, I'm not trying to get into any, you know, combative, you know, conversation, but sometimes they don't agree. What is your take on that? Is it just that, you know, it possibly people were doing the same thing at different places at the same time? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that perspective at all, because I think um, if it really if you really go back to it, in my opinion, I think it's just the, it's the music that moves you. So I feel like, um, you know, there's there's history with, for example, you know, I'll speak on it, you know, Fresno, California, the electric boogaloos. Right. They have a specific style of how they get down, which they call it the electric boogaloo style, you know, can't take anything away from that history. But, um, you know, that's their truth. And then you have people up here in Northern California, and, you know, you're talking mid 1960s to 1970s where they were doing a style called Boogaloo as well, where they had very, it's very similar. It's like, you know, they're adding in the hit, they're, they're, they're soul stepping, they're basically just booging. So um, when, uh, when you, you, you talk about like the time periods and it's like a lot of the stories, they can kind of collide and conflict. It's like, for me as a younger generation, like I listen to everybody and I just hear their truth, you know, and I try to, my best is keep an open mind with all of this. Cause it's like everything that they have to share as a value to me, you know? So then as me, as a, an instructor and as a teacher, I, I try to pass along this message and it's just like, try not to take this, you know, a hundred percent, like this is exactly how it's going to go. It's like, you need to all just keep an open mind and, and 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 really hear them out you know all their stories you know oh yes my heart just got fuller because that's how i feel every time i'm i'm listening to a legend i'm just taking it all in and 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 just saying i'm going to take this this truth it's their truth like you said yeah. right mm -hmm. right exactly yeah so I've never heard this said before, and it may seem real simplistic, but it sounds like you're saying that popping really did evolve from Boogaloo. Am I right for saying that? Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at as far as the, the stuff that I've I've heard over the years through, uh, you know, different OGs from different regions. Um, you know, Boogaloo comes from the South, you know, Black communities in the South. This you know, when they came up here, it's like they brought that movement with them. And then obviously, you know, me being Latino, like having that background, it's like uh, we're, we're basically like honoring, you know, for myself, honoring the movement by adding in, you know, my own flavor, but at the same time, also like paying respect and like really learning the foundation. So, um, yeah, it stems from that dance. But then as the music evolved, music got faster. So the movement got a little bit quicker. The hit actually got a little bit quicker with the beat and the up temp, the, you know, the faster tempos. So it's like, you know, my, my friend Boogie Frantic, you know, he, he really put it simply. It was like, you know, you just look at the music and then see the timeline and you watch the movement change as well with time. And it's like, right. it's, really, it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, easier to put it that way when you look at it from that perspective. You're like, oh, it makes a lot more sense. It really does. We love Boogie Frantic. We've had him at the festival several times. Yeah. Love him. Speaking of the festival, so I'm really interested. You told us a little bit about, you know, what what kind of piece Playboys Inc. will be doing. I'm really interested to hear about your solo piece. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, for my solo piece, Anytime I do any sort of uh, solo work, 
I try to really pull from a personal, you know, memory or a time and place of my life that whether it's, you know, past or present or maybe something I'm looking forward to in the future, I feel like this piece is kind of a culmination of those three things. And so I just really was like, I had this piece in my mind and I was just like, you know what? I want to save it for the right time and place. And I feel like this was like a really great opportunity for me to share it, you know, on this stage. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it here. So what's yeah. the name of the piece, your solo piece? Um, you know what? It's, I always tie it in somehow with, with the name of the song. And, um, you know, I, I just decided to name it her work because I feel like it's really a dedication to how, you know, uh, you know, meeting your significant other, um, you know, in this case, you know, a woman, but regardless of gender, it's like, you know, meeting that person and how it can kind of help you evolve, you know, being a better person. And so, um, and just kind of looking forward to all the things that that brings, um, you know, trials and tribulations included, but also the, the positives. Um, so that's basically what I wanted to kind of like, you know, package in this piece. Wow, I'm getting misty-eyed because, you know, it, th I, this is the first, you know, 2022 um, respect that I'm getting misty-eyed on. But it, it it's not the first one, it won't be the last one. Because, I mean, we get into some, you know, dance and music, you just, like, it is in your soul and your heart. So it... That's just what happens. Yeah. I'm just saying. I love you for that, Brandy. <laughs> I always bring the mist. <laughs> she does. She brings the mist. And uh, tell us the other piece, uh, the name of the piece that Playboys is performing in program B, right? Yeah. Um, so Playboys is doing a piece, um, you know, 81 till infinity, just more of kind of like we've been around since then and more, more or less we're just going to continue on into the future by you know, carrying the tradition of, you know, strutting, popping, boogaloo, you know, really trying to honor that tradition of the dance. And then also, um, like I said earlier, kind of infusing our flavor, you know, more a little contemporary and modern flavor. Um, not the dance styles, but <laughs> contemporary and modern feel is what I mean. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's basically the gist of it. What, what makes a, it contemporary or modern feel? I think for us, um, we try to, you know, at least for me, like I like to dance to all kinds of different types of music and I get influenced by, you know, things that are happening today. It's like, I like to bear tradition, but I also like to fuse in like things that I think are, um, that, that, you know, catch my interest. And I feel like, um, everyone that's performing with us, you know, have a basically kind of a same outlook. It's like, we want to honor the traditions that came before us, but, you know, we also want to put a little modern twist um whether it's the way that we wave the way that we hit the way that we carry ourselves on stage the types of music that we're dancing to um you, you'll see it in the in the piece you know it's a mixture of like you know there's some solos in there but also like um you'll see it in the in the routines as well um, isn't that the mission statement brandy of the dance fest to honor the legacy and encourage the evolution <laughs> it's like he's just he just that's what the piece is going to be doing for, I mean, yeah, I love it. It's I love it too. You said that it sounds like the same thing that we talk about is that, um, how many people are performing in Playboys? Um, it will be five with myself included. So you are going to be a busy man that weekend because you're performing in program A as a soloist and in program B in Playboys. If you are new to the Dance Fest, 
there's two programs. They're completely different. So in order to see the entire elephant, you need to come to both programs and check it out. Uh, program A is twice and program B will be performed twice. Like Brandy said, November 11, 12th and 13th. Uh, so you have two chances to see each program. And, uh, you know, it's people that you would not necessarily see all on one stage in any other way. I mean, that's what makes it so one of a kind and that it shows the diversity of um, styles and humans and the way that we express ourselves artistically. I went on a tangent. Tell me about all these little um, plaques next to you. Um, I mean, some of them are not uh, anything like that has like any sort of deep meaning, <laughs> but uh, I have this is like a couple of trophies. Like there's some off camera, but like this is just a Bay Area battle that I did. Um, uh, gosh, when was this? It does not have the year on it, but I think this is in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was an all styles battle here in the Bay Area. This is a battle that I did in Chicago. And then uh, right above this, you can't see it. It's like right above this uh, little like painting here, but um, is uh, my first like world champion title that I've never, you know, that I really, really worked hard towards. Um, that was also in 2019. So I guess you could say 2019 was a good year. <laughs> Yeah. Right on world champion. Right. Pretty yes. Crazy. Yes. We, we're going to have uh, another world champion on stage at the dance fest. I think we've probably had some others that we didn't know about. I don't know, but I feel like that's what kind of stage it is, you know, oh, yeah. like dance legends and champions and just, yes, I'm excited. I'm already thinking about my outfit. You know, that's part of my excitement, how I build up. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that means it's time to go to our jar. Yes, yes. So we have a silly question jar. Yeah, so this the last is this is our third season of respect, right? Or second? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Third, third. third season of respect. And um this year we were doing something new. Brandy and I made up some questions. We call them this, you know, like just silly questions. I don't know. And so I, we made a jar, and now we're gonna pick one out for you. And um, you have to answer it. Are you I ready? love the faces. We have to start like showing the, the faces because I think when we had our previous guests, they made a because it wasn't really a very it wasn't a silly question. You remember? Yeah. Oh, but even just when he heard we were going to ask a silly question, he made a face, and Prince Ali did the same thing. He's like, "Oh, oh this is a good one." Okay. Um, the the question is, what's the weirdest gig that you've ever had? Oh, uh, uh, I gotta think about this one for a second. I'm trying to think myself. Like, I know I had to do like one of my dancers in a Snoopy costume once. Um, I've had, you know, I've I've dressed up as a bird. Um, oh, I've had to go inside of those, um, you know, like things where you're making a sculpture with your body but they don't see your body because you're inside this fabric. And, uh, you have to like move super slow motion. And uh, I went into a trance 
I'm doing this so you can think. I went into a trance and I just, cause I got kind of claustrophobic and I was just like, I'm just going to like breathe. And cause I don't know if I can do this, but I was thinking I need the money cause I'm a single mom. And I'm like, shoot, I'm just going to try it. So I went into this trance. And as soon as I went into trance, somebody touched my toe and said, you're done. And I'm like, no, I just started. And they're like, no, it's been 30 minutes. Wow. I promise you it was the weirdest experience. All right. So there's one of my, <laughs> that just came to my mind, honestly. All right. Got some inspiration. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say I wouldn't pinpoint it to like one single uh, experience. I think there was like a couple that I'm thinking of, but the first one that I thought of the top of my head, it was like a, it was a commercial gig actually. And it wasn't like super huge production or anything like that, but it was for, um, uh, it was for like a, uh, it was for Samsung. It was, it was really interesting. Um, and the costumes that they gave us were so janky. I was just like, no one would wear this in real life. And it was like, um, I, I'll tell you exactly what I had to wear. It was a yellow jacket, like a, almost like a raincoat. So I looked like, um, was it April from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like one of those. Yeah. And I was just like, it was me wearing that. And I don't know what I was wearing on my head. It was probably something funny. But then I remember they gave out uh, one of the shirts that I had to wear was a shirt that was multi-print and it had a bunch of uh, hot dogs on it. I specifically remember that. And I was just like, yo, I don't know. If... <laughs> but it was like, we had to do it. So it was that there I was dancing a hot dog shirt. So there you go. Dancing in a hot dog shirt. Makai has dancing in fabric. I think mine was like, uh, I'm going to share mine too. Uh, a, a paid gig. We went to a, a, a like big party for alcohol company. Now you, you, there's two of those we did, but the one that was weird for me was not the outfit. It was the one where we got on the dance floor and danced for like all of 30 seconds or two minutes. And then the lady was like, no, I remember that. And I was like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember why she said that. Um, honestly, now that I, it's like triggering a really awkward feeling inside of me. Like it was a, like, oh, they didn't want any culture or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I feel like it was something specifically about Uh, me and the other dancer that that person didn't like. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna go eat and drink. Okay. But you're going to pay me back. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, backstory, Randy danced with me many years um, and in Soul Force Dance Company. And now uh, she is a latent dancer being a mom <laughs> and uh, many other things and, the, and all the things that she is. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. But I also remember the other one where we spent all the time with you having they wanted so bad for you to wear this light up costume and it spent so much time hooking you up. Didn't it take like 45 minutes to it hook took you? a long time. It was like this white full body leotard where you're supposed to like click on led lights and the led lights. There was like all these weird instructions and it just never worked. Never worked. Yeah. Now the whole thing was about that. We spent so much time. I didn't have anything to do with, I choreographed it. They, somebody was doing the costumes that never worked. They end up just dancing in the white unitard things. Yeah. yeah. Man. So interesting. Memories. Memories. Anyway. Well, what do you think? That was good. That was good. I could talk to him all day, though. I mean, I feel like we could just keep pulling and pulling, but I know that we could have him back. Yes, 
Yes, more history, because you know what I'm going to go do now? I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to look up the, uh, was it the the Samoan group? What was the name again? Prince oh. oh, the Puppetrons. Puppetrons. I'm going to yeah. look up Puppetrons. I wish there I've never heard it. And we, a couple, uh, 2020, we did interview Fazo, and I don't remember him ever. Men- he mentioned a lot of people, but it was that. more like the strutting stuff. So yeah. anyway, yeah. it's been such a pleasure um, to everyone who's listening. Do not miss program A or a program B because you will be honored with the, these performances, not only by Prince Ali, but by um, Playboy's. And many other dance companies, which you will find out later, because I don't know when this episode will air. <laughs> so I don't know if I should reveal anything else besides that. I know that we did, uh, that Freedom and his group is going, has already been, because I know we interviewed him last time and he his is going first. So Freedom will be here from Los Angeles with his group. And then of course, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And these these talented dancers and many more. And you just have to come and appreciate and enjoy this legendary Bay Area event that, quite frankly, is going to hopefully live on next year to its 25th or it may not. And it's not like, you know, we're we're doing anything but just trying to preserve something that is absolutely sacred and you know worth gold and so come and check us out go to one love come to the sf international hip-hop dance fest uh the sf hiphopdancefest.com you can find out how to um, donate if you or anyone you know is somebody who has access to money but it's just like i need something cool Yes. cool to donate to that's that, that that is a 501c3 you know um it's tax deductible and they just want to give something cool that's really meaningful what happens is when i get more money i'm about how can i take care of dancers that's how it is because i am a dancer i am a choreographer it's what i do for a living so i understand Um, So that's my little spiel. And um, anyway, thank you to all of you for being with me today and spending your time with me. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Ms. Brandy. And thanks, everyone. Until next time, much respect.